get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back to the 63rd episode of the What Up Though Podcast. Yeah. So, we've been sitting out here uh, listening to my cross-the-street neighbors argue. Well, we thought it was arguing. It's been some some loud-ass talking. Not sure exactly a, what's going on. Yeah, I think it's a heated space game. Well, like, see, I don't see no like table that. over there. I just think it's like a heated... It's just, it's just niggas nigging, dude. Just, yeah, just talking shit. Like there's like children by the front. There's like the doors open. There's a screen door. There's children standing at the screen screen door. A fucking like they stroller said, sitting outside at the bottom of the porch steps. It's like they like the the kids in the front of the house. Like help me. Yeah, like <laughs> the stroller is what throws me off. Like why is the stroller sitting outside? Like they just had it. Just has a very boys in the hood type vibe to it. Like I, I just wish they had. Oh, I don't want them to. But I, just for the sake of this art, this conversation, I wish they had a weight set in the grass in the front. <laughs> just for this conversation, though. Like, like I don't want to be in that hood when it shit like that pop off. When I, shit pop off and a nigga roll out in a wheelchair fast as fuck, jetting yeah, down the steps. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. But yeah, so yo, speaking of um. <laughs> Speaking of boys in the hood and wheelchairs and weight sets out front, um, sounds sound like a good one. Yeah, it, it might be. Uh, my fiance's cousin and his wife came by uh, last night. They were just happened to be downtown, so they they you know came through for a little bit to kick it, and we got to talking about uh, like black movies, and we've had a conversation of black movies uh, before on here, like because I think we read a list of like black movies you're supposed to see or something like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, she ain't seen shit. Nothing. Like, I mean, any black movie you can think of that's, like, something that, like, you're supposed to see, she ain't seen it. None of it. How how does it... It's funny you say that someone just posted a list on Facebook, like, 70 black movies that you... That, uh... You should have seen or some shit like that. Have you seen any newer lists? I think that was, that might have been me or her. Like, I think one of us posted a list like that, or somebody posted a list to her wall, or that that happened like yesterday or today. Yeah, I think uh, my homeboy's wife, Ryan's wife, posted a list and tagged me and my wife in it. Oh, okay. And we were uh, checking to see what movies that uh, it was like. A, I want to say it was a list of seventy. I. I think I seen between like, and I could have miscounted some, but it was between fifty two and fifty four. I think of the the seventy or something. So it I wasn't think the that one bad. I did was seventy, and it was. Let me check because it was today, so I could see. My number was better than I thought, but it wasn't really all that great. I want to say if it was seventy movies, I probably seen like forty two of them or something like that. Um. Let me see real quick. Yeah, okay, it was yeah, it was seventy. Yeah, she posted it. Seventy classic black films everyone should see at least once, and she said she's seen twelve of them. Was it the newer twelve? She didn't say what they were. Oh, okay. She said she's seen twelve, and I said I saw forty-two. So yeah, I mean that's better than I thought. 
I didn't think I would have seen that many, but it was chronological. So once it hit the '90s, I started seeing more of them. Yeah, like the when it yeah that was kind of the same with me. The ones that I did miss were uh, movies that were like older, first like in '60s, '70s movies or some shit like that. And the ones that I had saw from that long ago, most of them were ones that I saw in like in college in my film classes. So I saw some rare ones, but it was only because I was in film classes. So yeah, I saw a pretty decent number. Then I posted another one that was like ninety superhero movies. <laughs> and uh, it was like every superhero movie ever. I probably would have struck out on a lot of those. Yeah, my homeboy posted. He said he saw like eight of them. <laughs> and then I went back and did the quiz myself. And I saw 72 of the 90. Oh, that ain't bad. Yeah, no, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I thought it was better than I thought. I still wouldn't have thought I had seen that many because with 90, I would have thought like that's just so many that it's probably some really obscure shit on there. But there was stuff that I wouldn't necessarily deem superhero movies that were in that list. They were just kind of maybe like based on an obscure comic book character that I just so happened to see. And then uh, same deal with that. Once it hit like the like nineties, I had seen like practically everything. So yeah, I'm I'm trying to go. To, I'm going to this list now, and because um, I it was really a lot of the older movies that I hadn't seen. And I was like, okay, it, but it was like top. It was movies that I I recall. I knew the name of them, and like for instance, it started off. The first one was Carmen Jones. I have no idea what that's about. That's the opera, right? The one that was remade later with Beyonce. Maybe that was it then. Mm-hmm. Um, Dorothy Dandridge and Harry, Harry Belafonte. Mm-hmm. So that. Imitation of Life. I know I didn't see that. That's one that I saw in college. Yeah. Um, Raising the Sun. There's multiple versions I of that. I saw some of Raising the Sun, Raising the Sun, but I, I'm pretty sure I hadn't seen, seen all of it. Um, I think it was Shaft seeing that. Did you ever see Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song? No. I'm aware of it, but I never saw it. Um, I'm trying to think of the obscure ones or just I don't know I'm say obscure but that was co- coffee with a I've seen all the Pam Greer movies okay I don't <laughs> that coffee the one I don't recall seeing um I've seen all the ones that she had her titties out and that was one of them Black Caesar nah uh Cleopatra Jones Mm-mm. uh Claudine I don't even know what that is that was James Earl Jones and um Diane Carroll no, I don't, I don't even know what it is. Uptown Saturday Night, Sidney Portier and Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Uh, Cornbread, Earl and Me. Never heard of it. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that was Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne. This was his first role. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, seen Dolomite. Seen Cooley High. i never seen Mahogany, though. Um, Diana Ross and Billy D. Williams. Nope. Um, I'm just giving the one I wonder if you haven't seen uh, A Soldier Story nope that was with Howard E. Rollins Adolf Caesar oh and Denzel was in this I was, like, I was thinking it was Denzel but then you said the first two names I was like oh I guess I was wrong 
So Purple Rain, I saw Purple Rain at the theater, but I was with some of my older uncles. I was a kid, much younger. It came out in '84. I don't think I was four, four or five, but I had to be around. Well, I was born in '80, so I had to be at least four or five if they've seen it at the theater because they went to the uh, went to the Northwest and seen that shit. They made it out alive. Yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, then, what's over there now? The Northwest. Yeah. Uh. Checkers. Hmm. You know, so you have if you're coming. Oh wait, the one that's by like the, um, you got the Bank of America, the Bank of America checkers, checkers, like a KFC. Got, no, it's like, Popeyes. 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 It's a KFC there too, though. Well, on, on like Finkel. on the other side. On yeah, that's yeah. where they cross that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears> that's right. Yep, yeah, yep. but so going to the movie. Once you get to like the '80s, I've seen mostly all of them. You got mm-hmm. Crush Groove, Color Purple. Hollywood Shuffle, Raw, School Days, yeah. Coming to America. That and was then, when it started to get popping. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I've never, you know, it's funny. That's I, where it picked up for me, too. Yeah, and after that, I've seen all of them. And it was just. I've never seen Hollywood Shuffle. Really? No. I actually don't even, I know of it as in, like, I recognize the name, but I don't know anything about it. Boy, I, I don't even see, know what it's about. I can see your boy, Mr. Monotone, coming in now. Fuck that nigga, does. That nigga was giving me shit earlier today. Because I was saying I don't fuck with Fat Joe. <laughs> I'm like, man, who the fuck is man, Not who the fuck is Fat Joe, but that nigga has no relevance to me. Had, it was like Fat one Joe, album right? that I liked of Fat Joe, and I can't remember which one it was. It? I don't know if it was the, the Joe Cart... Was it Cart- Carta- Cartagena? Yeah, Cartagena? I think it was that album. But. The only album this nigga ever put out that anybody ever listened to. And the only reason people listen to it is because he put it out on the heels of a big pun release. Like, it was like around the same time as... Um, what was the Big Pun album? I can't remember the name of it. But it was around the time when like Big Pun was really popping. So Terror Squad was really popping. And then he put the Big he, Big Pun CD came out and it was banging. So then Fat Joe put out the Don Cartagena album and then like everybody fucked with it. That was the only time that Fat Joe put out an album that anybody ever fucking listened to. And that nigga Bars is suspect. Like I don't I don't understand when niggas be in crews with like other dudes and they be whack. Like don't you realize that your boy is whack? Like, I be listening to Fat Joe, I'm like, his bars are weak as fuck. And then I listen to Big Pun, I'm like, Big Pun is dope as fuck. And that's not the typical, like... He's like the, uh, the, the Mero to, to the Jesus and shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, Big Pun, Big Pun is Jesus. Right. Uh, Fat Joe is riding his coattails. Man. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm going through this fucking list of, of shit. Yeah, I don't see everything else. Did you ever see? Uh, nope. Probably did. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> probably not. Yeah, I'm looking through the list. Have plenty. Nope. I figured you hadn't seen that one. That was one of the few in that time period that I hadn't seen. Like that was the the '90s time period, I think. And like that was one of the few I hadn't seen. Like I was aware of it when it came out, but that was something like I have no interest in seeing this. Have you seen uh, Dear White People? No, I. I the thing about it just that, came to, it just came to Netflix. It is okay. I, I might watch. It. I started, and it was funny. I I started message message you the other People day. People raved about that movie before it came out, and then when it came out, everybody was like, "This shit whack as fuck." Yeah, I started I started the message you the other day and uh, see if you wanted to watch it so you could talk about it in the podcast. But did you end up watching it? I didn't watch all of oh, okay. it, so I didn't have time. So I was like, it was, and then it was short. No, this was like, oh shit, this was yesterday. Shit. <laughs> I found out the day before. I thought I think I found out 
Monday or Sunday that it was on uh, uh, Netflix. And then I was like, oh, not these niggas. What do you think he's talking about? Oh, just loud, friendly banter now. Is your microphone picking up? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we, we good. All right. We live. <laughs> um, Yeah, so... Yeah, but anyway, that was that was that. So I'm looking through the list again. Man, these movies bring back so many memories of. I remember, I remember the first time I seen Baby's Kids. I remember seeing Malcolm X. I seen that at the theater. I did too, and like that was like weird for me because like that was the only movie that I saw with my aunt. Like I went one of my aunts to see that movie, and I saw that in theaters and. I wish I could remember. I feel like we went to Norwest because I, I we were at like a hood ass movie theater to see that shit, and she lived right by the Norwest, so it had to have been Norwest. Yeah, that was that was one of the few times that I went to that theater. I miss having a theater in the hood. I well, <laughs> I was about to say me too. And I was like, uh. <laughs> well, well, I I I guess now I don't because I can just go wherever I want to go. But that was just you know I could just walk. I used to walk to that one to Norwest. Um, but I remember going to there and I remember going to Mercury a lot over on Schaefer and Six Mile. Yeah. Um, I, I never went to Mercury. Yeah. I seen, let me see. I remember seeing Mo Better Blues there. I seen Malcolm X there. I seen Posse there, which is one of the movies on the list too. And, and I feel like I seen something else there and I can't remember what it was. Do you have any idea of how long Mercury West was open? Mercury, just Mercury or Norway? I'm sorry, Mercury was open. That's a good question. Because I feel I, like my gut would have told me that it wasn't even open by the time Posse came out. <laughs> like I feel like that shit is like long dead. No, nah, it was Mercury but, was definitely yeah yeah it was definitely um definitely open then. Um, I didn't see Posse till it came out on uh either. I think I watched Posse on cable. I definitely didn't see it in theaters. Were you... I, I mean, obviously you were. You went to see... Your parents, I guess, allowed you to see R-rated movies when you was a kid? Yep. Yeah, because I didn't see... Uh, do you remember the first R-rated movie you saw? With your parents' permission. Like, they knowingly knew... They they know they knew that you were seeing this. I said knowingly knew. Knowingly they knew. knew that you they, were seeing was this that, R-rated Was that like knowing for sure? Right. <laughs> uh... Was Mo Better Blues rated R? I believe so. If that was the case, I think Mo Better Blues was probably the one because one of my uncles took me, so my mom she knew. So I'm guessing that was probably it. What do you do? You you recall yours? Yeah, uh, it was. I think so. It was pretty late in my movie watching career because my parents were pretty strict about me not watching shit like that. So they. Once I really, really, really got into movies, they realized that I was kind of into it as far, far more than just like seeing a movie. Like they, they realized that I was like a movie head and they realized that I was so passionate about it that hope that keeping me away from it was not just like we're shielding him from seeing, hearing bad words or seeing sex scenes. We're keeping him from like an art form that he really enjoys. So they started to open up for it, open up a little bit more with it, but they would watch it first and then see if they felt that it was okay for me to watch. 
Because basically they didn't want me to watch nothing with fucking in it. If they watched it and it was just violence and cussing, then I would get a pass to watch it. If it was like a bunch of sex in it, then they wouldn't let me watch it. Yeah, I definitely remember those moments. Of, Turn your head, cover your eyes, and then you see the rest of the movie, but you just hear that shit popping off. I so think that's the same I, way. There was a Clint Eastwood movie, and I can't recall the name of it. Man, I wish I could remember. What was the gist of the movie? I think it had something to do with politics or something. Like, where he was like... I don't think it had to do with politics, but I feel like it took place in D.C. or something like that. And there was like a murder at the White House or something. And he was trying to solve it. Like, I, If I... What, say what if, era like was be, this? Like, what year was this? Uh, probably mid-90s. I'm going to look it up now. It, it'll be... I want to say it'll be fairly quick, but he's probably done like 20 movies since. I think it had power in the title. Uh, absolute Power? Yes. So, at the time that Absolute Power came out, I was like, not just really, really, really into movies, but I was really into Clint Eastwood movies. Because I was going back and watching his old westerns and shit like that. And I think he had just come off of... Uh, I think Absolute Power came off came out after something that was like a really big movie for him like uh shit it'll be easy for me if I just pull up his fucking IMDB page but they basically they watched Absolute Power first and then gave me the uh like the okay the green light to watch it so yeah Absolute Power came out in 97 so I was 15 um I, I wanted to see Absolute Power so bad and that was one of the first times they gave me the green light. Oh, Unforgiven. So, like, so Unforgiven came out in 92. They, they put me on Unforgiven kind of, like, uh, after the fact. Like, I didn't see it in 92, but they let me watch Unforgiven because th- that was just, like, such a good movie. And I, after that, that was kind of when I started to, like, they started to be cool with me watching R-rated movies because they let me watch Unforgiven and then I was such a big Clint Eastwood fan at that point. And they were just like, you know what? We'll test some out. We'll let you watch them after the fact. And then after that, it just kind of took off. It was kind of like, because I, I was building good arguments to myself. That was like your introduction. Yeah, like after they let me see Absolute Power, it was kind of just like, because when they let me see Unforgiven, it was like cool. But once they let me see Absolute Power, it was kind of like, okay, I'm 15 now. Like, really you kind of don't really have no say at this point. Like, you have a say, but you kind of don't. Because I'm still going to find movies to watch. Like, I'm still going to watch them. And by this time, I'm downloading movies off the internet. Like, I'm like, there's nothing that could really happen. So it kind of took off at that point. I just remember Absolute Power just because, like, it stuck with me because I remember them watching it first. And me sitting out in the living room while they watched it in their bedroom with me waiting to get the go-ahead on whether or not I could watch it with their permission. So yeah. oh, that's, that seemed cool that they were actually involved to the point of screening a whole movie, or because you know some people just be like, "Fuck it, you just ain't watching it," and that's it. <laughs> or fuck it, you just are like you're. Well, yeah, either like, or, right, 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 right. <laughs> I don't, I don't you know. Are? I don't know what's the the the, the worst uh, reaction. Like, fuck it, you go watch it, or let me go through this and then decide if you're gonna watch it or not. Whatever the case, yeah. That uh, so. The Mercury was demolished in 97. 
Okay. Um, and it opened in 41. Woo! Right. Like, this is a theater that was probably segregated. Not probably, <laughs> it was segregated. Yeah, um, it's funny because now I kind of have that own situation with my own son. Not in the sense of, like, whether or not he can watch a movie. But now I got to pay attention to what video games I play. Because they be having, like, wild-ass cussing and shit in the video games and shit. Dude, that's crazy that you you have to monitor video games like that. Yeah. Almost on the same, the same I guess, scale of movies then. It is. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm going back through this list of looking through shit. Like I say, everything pretty much after the, in the 80s and 90s, I know I've pretty much seen. Nothing really stuck out as... Yeah, Posse came out in 93. Oh, I remember going to the... Did I go see that the theater? I think I saw Menace of Society at the theater. It was Menace's. I think I seen that, but I think I seen Above the Rim came out around that time, too. That was 94. Okay, yeah. So, Jason's Lyric, Low Down Dirty Shame. I don't remember all the tales from the hood. I remember bits and pieces of it, but... I watched that, like... <clears throat> that was, like, one of the movies that I would watch on TNT, like, late at night. Like, I don't even know if I've seen Tales from the Hood, like, uncensored. I just watched <laughs> it on, like, TNT, like, whatever, like... That was it. I don't even really remember that shit. Above the Rim is my number one like movie that I saw on TNT. That and Shawshank Redemption. Because they always used to come on after the NBA on TNT doubleheader. So the NBA on TNT doubleheader would be like uh, 7.30 to 10, first game. 10 to 12.30, second game. And then, then a movie would come on. Oh, right, and right, that shit right. would always be Above the Rim or Scarface. And I watched, I've seen Above the Rim so many fucking times. Man, it seemed like 95 was like an interesting year for, for black movies. Uh, Bad Boys came out then. Friday came out then. Way Takes Hell. Uh, Higher Learning. And these are all the movies that they, this going off this list, that they say you should have seen. I didn't see any of those at that time. I saw them all after the fact. Yeah, I've seen all of them around it, around the time. Probably when it came to video, mostly. Right, yeah, when it came to video. Like, I didn't go to the theater that much back then. Because I had to get a ride, you know? I'm like, my parents ain't going to take me to see fucking... 96. And then like it just that. skips to 98. I wonder what movies... I wonder can you look and see what movies... I guess you could. Movies movie came out in 97. I mean, it's going to be a long list. Yeah, but I mean, you... Yeah, it's definitely going to be... Oh shit, 97 was a. And I'm just looking at regular, not just black movies. 90s. Uh, Goodwill Honey came out. Titanic came out. Men in Black came out. 97 was my. Probably my. First year of going to the theater and seeing shit strong. Like everything, everything that came out in 97, like I saw. Wow. Right away. So Soul Food came out in 97. They didn't list that movie. I wonder. I have to figure that movie would be on a list of black movies. I thought it people. was. I don't think Soul Food really? was on that. Huh. Nah, I'm looking through this list and, man, there's some. 97 had some decent flicks. Conspiracy Theory came out in 97. Yep. Uh, I, saw man, I saw everything that came out in 97, though. Like that, that was when I really, really, really was in there. 
Because, like, 97, like, I was, like, we used to, me and my boys used to go to the Star Southfield. And Daryl had a, Daryl was driving at that time. Like, man, we had, we used to go to the theater all the time. We saw wow. everything. I know man. you did last summer came out in 97. I saw that shit. I saw everything in 97, man. Everything. Man. That was a good-ass year. Awesome Powers. Yep. Fifth Element. Titanic was an awkward I'm a star came out of 97. Yep, saw that. All that shit. Titanic was weird, though, because, like, I saw Titanic several times in 97, and then I did go see it at the theater with my family, and that was weird. That's the only instance where I've seen something awkward with my family when they do the the naked painting and shit. Mm -hmm. That was weird. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm sitting next to my mom and dad, and there's, like, titties on the screen now. Like, yeah, that's happening. This PG-13 movie, they were probably taking it back. Like, it's a PG-13 movie. Like, why am I sitting next to my son watching titties right now? But, yeah, I, I don't remember the first movie I saw nudity with my mom, but I do remember it. It was Titanic it was, it was one of those weird moments where you was old That's enough. That's the only movie I saw nudity with my parents. Like, I think when you when you you don't have to totally look away. You're 17. You're like little. You're you're at the age of. I guess you can see this shit. But, yeah, but it's still weird. But it probably was awkward as hell for her. I mean, no, it was awkward as hell for me, shit. Right, yeah. It's one of those rites of passage where you, I ain't gotta, she ain't got to put her hand over my eye or some shit. And my brother was there, too. So, like, my brother's five years younger than me. So, I'm fucking 15, but my brother's 10. <laughs> His titties on the screen. Like, so, yeah, that was, uh, I remember that shit. That was very awkward. Yeah, I, uh... That's the only movie to this date I've seen with titties in it with my parents. Like, I no. It was both your parents? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. That's hilarious. You just got a stone face sit, sit and look for it. And just, like, just deal with the awkwardness. It's like, everybody's sitting there knowing that this shit is weird, but you just got to deal with it. So, I'm on I'm on Rotten Tomatoes site. So, I just clicked 98, because I... There was, a, like, the... Like years that I think of shit when I had like monumental shit, like monumental stuff. I'm like, that was when I graduated from high school. And they say the top movies then was The Truman Show. There's not like a strong list of movies though. Save, oh well, Saving Private Ryan. I'll take that back then because that was definitely a good one. Truman Show was phenomenal. I, I, I dug The Truman Show. I really liked The Truman Show. The Truman Show was an interesting situation because like I was a big Jim Carrey fan, but like. A big Jim Carrey fan off of, like, his, like, you know, comedies and shit like that. So, like, Dumb and Dumber is still my favorite comedy ever. And then, like, that came out in, like, 94. And then um, he was doing the Ace Ventura movies, The Mask, Liar Liar. Like, all his shit was popping around that time. Truman Show came out in 98. And that was his first, like, serious role. And I love The Truman Show. I still love The Truman Show. Like, that wasn't even something that was like, I loved it because I was young, and then, like, I watch it now, and it's whack. Like, that shit is still really, really good. And I, I dig shit that's, like, uh, that's new. Which is kind of why... Uh, it's a big problem that I have with, like, black movies right now, is that I feel like I see the same shit all the time. Because the black story is either, like, slavery or uh, gangster shit... You know, it's like the same old kind of thing. And people say, why don't we support black movies like we support other movies? I'm like, why can't we have something like The Truman Show, but with black actors in it? Right. Like, so that's why, like, all the most creative shit always be having white people in it. And it's not to say that 
that's a fault of the black people because if you if you're making something like Minority Report and you want it to sell, you're not gonna say you you want to you know sell tickets. You're not gonna say, hey, let me put uh, whoever black guy in it. You're gonna say, let me put Tom Cruise in it because that's just how it is. It's not black people don't sell tickets unless you're Will Smith, right, or Denzel Washington, and even then. Even then, if your options are Tom Cruise or anybody else, you're going to go with Tom or Leonardo DiCaprio. And then black people, you're going to go with Tom Cruise and DiCaprio. How does Leo DiCaprio go so long with so many movies and not win an Oscar? I can't tell you. I really can't. There's been multiple instances where I thought he should have won. Multiple ones. And I don't know how he didn't. I really don't get it. Like, he's... I don't know. I, I, I really don't get it. He doesn't even just like have movies where he's good in them. He make he's generally it's like he's at a point in his career where he only takes good roles. Cuz like after Titanic, he had like he followed up Titanic with like Three Musketeers or some shit like that. Man of the Iron Mask, uh The Beach, like like generally like whack shit. But like he's at a point in his career right now where he only does like bomb ass movies. Like he's killing it like every time. Like the trailer for his new movie, I don't, even, I can't even tell what it's about, but I know it's gonna be good. Like you can watch it, you can just like this shit gonna be the good. Reve- Revenant, yeah. Revenant. I don't even know what it's about, but yeah. I'm watching. I'm like, what's well, gonna be good? Because that's all he do is he only do good shit now. I'm trying to think. I don't know what's my favorite Tom Cruise movie. Um, I've liked so many of his movies though, so it's like, shit. I don't know. I thought The Departed was... I really enjoyed The Departed. That's not a Tom Cruise movie. No, no, I'm sorry. I meant Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh. My bad, my bad. Leonardo. Uh, I don't know. Tom Cruise is not really... He's okay to me, but I don't really, like, truly care for him that much. Like, I don't have to see a movie because he's in it. Except no. for, like, the um, Mission Impossible was cool with him, but I don't necessarily have to see one because he's in it. No, I don't see anything because he's in it either. I, my favorite Tom Cruise movie is Minority Report. Like, Easily. And I don't even I didn't even see all of that. I love Minority Report. Like I could tell you like every like all the stats from Minority Report. Like I remember the year it came out. I remember that was my favorite movie of that year. And I remember the only thing the only person Minority Report was not nominated for Best Picture in two thousand two. But I distinctly remember me saying that Minority Report was my favorite movie of two thousand two. And the only person who ranked it the same was Roger Ebert. And he also put Minority Report as his number one movie of 2002. And that gave me validation. I was like, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Because I'm like, Robert, Roger Ebert said the same fucking thing I did. I fucking love Minority Report. Speaking of which, a Minority Report TV show debuts on Fox, uh, I think, either later this month or in October. Really? Yeah. There's Megan Good in it, though. And I'm like, eh. She's not know. a good actress to me. She's not. I'm like, eh. I mean, and she's 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 pretty. But I don't know. I just can't. She. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not too big on her. Not too big on her. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, like, but I think I say Departed was probably one of my favorite uh, DiCaprio movies. Um, Inception. Um, you got his uh, filmography in front of you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, uh, well, DiCaprio, hmm, I'm going to have to bring it up, but uh, The Departed was great. 
Um, I thought he did really good. And Titanic is one of my favorite. I, yeah. I, I don't understand the shade that Titanic is. I'm, yeah, I, honestly, I, I didn't see it to years later, and I thought it was pretty good. Um, I never seen it multiple times, but um, I thought it was cool. I thought I thought he did well in Shutter Island, although I really didn't care for the movie. See, I really liked Shutter Island, and I think because I was lost in the movie, like I didn't realize what was going on until way after the fact. And so that was one of the things that kind of pissed me off. It's like, I thought I had the movie pegged. It's like, uh, um, uh, Marlo, it's like, you think it's one way, <laughs> but it's another <laughs> way. <laughs> and I was just like, motherfuck. And it was like, everybody knew but me. And I was just like, fuck, man. And that's maybe why I didn't like it as much, because I didn't catch on. I feel like that's one of his more slept on ones. I love Shutter Island. Like, all this shit was really a fucking dream. Like, what the fuck? Inception. Was dope. Revolutionary Road from 2008 was great. Uh, the Departed was great. Aviator was great. Catch Me If You Can was great. Gangs yeah, of like New York Catch was me great. If you can was really good. Like, that was a street fan. And like I said, Titanic was followed by Man in the Iron Mask, something called Celebrity. I don't know what that is. Then The Beach. It was exactly what I said. He, he kind of was slipping. But then Gangs of New York in 2002. Then Catch Me If You Can in 2002. Then Aviator. Then Departed. Then Blood Diamond. Body of Lies. Revolutionary Rose. Shutter Island. Inception. Edgar. Django. Like, he ran them off, dog. Like, Edgar's about the president, right? Uh, No. Uh, no. Hoover. The Hoover. E- Edgar, the FBI. E- okay, the head okay. of the FBI. Okay. So, yeah, like, he ran them off. Like, fire after fire after fire. Like, I really don't get how he didn't win. Like, I felt like... I thought he was going to win for, I thought he had a chance with Gangs of New York, he didn't. I thought he had a chance with Aviator, he didn't. I thought he had a chance with Departed, he didn't win. I thought he had a chance with Revolutionary Road. I feel like he was nominated for Revolutionary Road and didn't win. Like, he, I don't know, man. I just don't know. But I feel like at this point in his career, it's so notable that he hasn't won that he's going to soon. Like, whatever, like, if this new movie, if he's really, really good in it, but see, I feel like but that see, might be But see, time. now I just think he's going to get it because they know he hasn't won or some shit. I think they're going to yeah, give him I, some kind of, like, you know, kind of like an honorary type shit. Yeah, and, I've seen that happen. And I think he, and that's, I think that's that's the way he's going to get it. And, not, and that's not downplaying that he could actually have a spectacular role. But that doesn't I mean he's had spectacular roles in plenty of movies and didn't get it. So, you know, it's, no, it's, it's. It's very well known that he hasn't won, and I just hate that he's going to get it on some bullshit. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. But we I, we've seen people get. Did, now, did you did you think that uh, that that Denzel and and Holly Berry won it on good roles when they won? Yeah. Like I, I well, yes and no. Like, yes, I felt like they deserved to win, but no in the sense of, like, I do feel like they wanted on on more than their actual performance, particularly for Halle Berry. Like, I feel like, I almost feel like Halle Berry's win was, it was good. Like, she, she, she was good, but I feel like her win was almost like an affirmative action win. Mm-hmm. Like, training day, you, you can't, you can't really fault. Like you can't really say nothing about that. Like, see, I, I'm not even. Th- I don't. Even, my, I guess my thing was I didn't. I thought he fair, was. I thought he was. I thought he was. It was worthy of winning. I just felt that he had other roles that he probably could have won before that. Like I think you know he could have won. Shit, I don't know. He could have won for Malcolm X. I thought. 
Denzel um, Washington could have could win an Oscar for almost every role he's ever done. <laughs> I think for Training Day, it was just a, it was just a thing of him having a different role where he was the the quote unquote bad guy, and I think that really resonated with people. But like Training Day, to be perfectly honest, Training Day is a good movie, mm-hmm. but Training Day is like a good movie with a great performance. Like Training Day isn't as great of a movie as people would have it people build it up to be like training day is good but like denzel's done like a lot of movies better than training day but he just he benefited from the fact that he did a villain role for the first time that that really helped him i mean he played well he deserved that win but yes he's done stuff before that and after that that I think has been very deserving of Oscars. Like Denzel is cold in everything, man. Everything. And he's another one that he pretty much only takes good roles. Like he doesn't really do bad movies. Like I can't think of a movie that he was in that was bad. Like that shit was whack. I can think of some DiCaprio movies that was whack. I can think of some Tom Cruise movies that was whack. I can't really think of no Denzel movies that was whack. He generally takes pretty good roles. I think he slept on. I think the one movie that I didn't really care for him, and damn, was it Velocity? Was that a movie he did? Yeah, I didn't care for that movie. I remember going to the to drive-in and seeing that shit, and I did not like it at all. But I mean, that's not to say that he didn't play a good role. Yeah, I just personally old, didn't though. like it. Like the, he's had a handful, maybe that that are that are kind of old, but but I'd say over the course of the past. Fifteen years or so, pretty much everything he's done has been good. He has, he doesn't really do bad movies, and he and the thing about him is that he'll take movies that like aren't even like really like Oscar movies, like in the sense of like let's peep the new Denzel movie because like when it come out is when you can tell whether or not it's something that they take seriously. So like the December movies are the shit that is up for, like, award consideration for the most part. Tom Cruise will throw in a fucking December movie. Like, all them, all them big-type dudes will throw in, like, December December movies. Denzel will put out some shit that's in, like, the worst movie period, like, January or February, and the shit will still be really good. It'll be, like, a good-ass popcorn movie and shit, and he'll be dope as fuck in it. And it's not something that's, like, an awards movie, but it, he's always good, and the movie's always good. Like, you never leave... I, I I can't recall leaving a Denzel mo- movie thinking like that shit was kind of whack, and it don't even matter when it come out. It could be a February movie. I'm like that shit was good. Like that was a good ass movie for fucking February. That's crazy how the timing of the movies really affect the awards. It's just you because it's tell. so close to you the can tell because you can tell when they put it out because it's like if they put it out February, they know it ain't about shit. Like, like they know it's not something that they ain't, it can't ain't no February movie ever won no Oscar and like ain't nothing. Because uh, if it, they thought it was good enough, they'd have put it out in December. Like, it's like, it's no... It's no fucking February movie that, that's really, like, fire like that. But, like, Denzel be putting out movies in February or late January, which is, like, basically the hallmark of, like, the wackest movies of the year. But they still be good. Like, he, he's... he, But he chooses good roles, and he chooses roles that fit him. Did you Did you see The Great Debaters? Yep. How was that? That was really good. <laughs> I started watching that one and I never finished it. 
Um, but yeah, I'm looking at the, I'm just looking at the list of movies, and yeah, uh, it wasn't he, he like you say he really hasn't done nothing, nothing, nothing bad. No, he does, especially he from. Yeah, I'm just looking at time. Yeah, ninety. Shit, same like 99, 90, 2000 up. He's pretty much been in like good ass fucking movies. Um, like glancing through his his filmography, I don't see anything. I see a whole lot of popcorn flicks, like them February releases and shit. But they were all good, like movies that were good for him. I haven't seen anything in here that I'm all the way. I'm all the way in 2001. I still haven't seen anything that I thought wasn't that good. I didn't see the Bone Collector. That's from 1999. That, was that good. gave that was me a. Good. I like the Bone Collector. Oh, so that gave me a vibe of like this might not be that good, but I didn't see it. That was actually pretty good. I see the Siege in '98. I never saw that. I don't think I've seen that one. He got Game in '98. And Fallen in 98. I liked both of those. I didn't think He Got Game was all that great. It was okay. I thought Fallen was kind of good, but I saw that when it came out. So that was through like 17-year-old, 16-year-old eyes. Uh, After that, it's kind of hit and miss. So like from like, we'll just say 99 on, he ain't put like the Hurricane... That shit was dope. Like everything he's put out, like everything he's put out since '99 has been good. Everything. Antoine Fisher, John Q, Out of Time, Man on Fire, Manchurian Candidate, Inside Man, Deja Vu, American Gangster, Great Debaters, Taking a Pelham One Two Three, Book of Eli, Unstoppable, Safe House, Flight. Like everything is good. <laughs> like he don't do bad movies. He wasn't. No, that wasn't him. That was. Uh, I was thinking. Um, Morgan Freeman with uh, Slevin. With what? Was that Seven or Slevin? That was Slevin, right? S L E V E N. But it was um, Morgan. There was something called the Lucky Lucky Number Slevin. I think that's, that's what, what it you're was. Thinking of. Yeah, Seven is Brad. Lucky Pitt. Number Slevin. That's what it was. Yeah, Brad Pitt was Seven. Which was great. I didn't see the lucky number eleven. Really, that was pretty good. I had uh, um, what is his name? Bruce Willis was in that. Lucy Liu was in that. Um, trying to think of some other notable ones. Uh, Josh Hartnett. I don't like him. I don't like his face. <laughs> He irritates me. I don't like him. <laughs> the only thing he was in that I liked was 30 Days of Night, which is rare because I don't typically like vampire movies. But that was like a vampire movie that was pretty fucking dope. So I like that. That's the only Josh Hartnett thing I, I, I can recall off the top of my head that I like. It seems like I'm looking through uh, Morgan Freeman's uh, movies, and it seems like he had like, a lot of popcorn movies. Like... Some of these movies, I have no idea they even came out. Uh, I don't know if he's doing voices and shit, like Dolphin Tale 2, uh, the Lego movie. Yeah, these are all voices. I think Dolphin Tale, he might have been like a narrator or something. I didn't see it, but I feel like that's something he was a narrator in. He was in Lego movie. He was a prominent character, but it was obviously it was a cartoon-type movie. He was just a voice. 
Like he does a lot of voices for shit. I'm looking at, and he at, played like a god type character in Lego Movie. So like, he's kind of big like on like God Almighty type. Because I know he was God in Evan Almighty, and, wasn't and he? And Bruce Almighty. Yeah, he was like a yeah, he was God in those movies. So he's kind of taking the idea of him being like a voiceover type dude and like running with it. Yeah, he was. A, I mean, but I think Shawshank was definitely my favorite. Uh, movie of his um I'm trying to lucky number 11 was good he was in seven too as well i know i thought he was under the one i was confusing the shit he was in seven too as well um shit he's just been a, a bunch of movies i haven't even haven't even seen damn but i don't know if these are voices or just movies he's been in probably both yeah i yeah, this man. I don't know. Did you see Wanted? Yes. I can't remember that fucking movie. That was a big action flick when the time it came out. It had um him. Oh, was Angelina Jolie? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, James yeah, yeah, McAvoy, yeah, yeah. old boy from the that's been in the X Men movies lately, playing Professor X in like the. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Throwback. Oh, because Common was in that shit. That's yeah, okay. He was in that nah, too. Okay, now nah, I remember. Now nah. I don't remember exactly what it is now, nah. and I did see that. It was like had to do with like I don't remember what it was about, but it had like fancy effects where like niggas was like throwing their gun across, and it would like make bullets would be curving and shit. Like it was like weird. yeah, because I think that was one thing that. I don't know. The, towards the end of the movie, I think one of the, they were shooting from a building to another building and some crazy shit. Yeah, it was like it had. It was big on like bullets curving. Like it, you didn't shoot straight. You would twist your gun and the bullet would curve and shit like that. It was action type shit. Funny. Um, so, slight change of topic. Yeah, we need to get off. Get off the movie shit. We spent a lot of time on movie shit and didn't really talk about nothing. <laughs> like running off names and shit. And right. And- yeah, it was, it, was, it was really informative and shit. So, here's the story. A man in Pontiac walked in on an expe- unexpected sight as he caught his father-in-law with his wife, the man's own daughter. From that point, the altercation took place where the older man ended up stabbing the white husband. That dog. Wait. The wife's husband? So, the wife... You, it's not you said the white husband. The wife's, hu- wife's husband. Okay. So, basically, man Wait, walks so, in... No, go ahead. Go ahead. Man walks in. He sees his wife. What's up? A big-ass bug. Oh. The way you look, I was like, well, it couldn't be I that like, what bad. what the fuck is that? No. Okay. So, I basically... my ash was moving. Oh, yo, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I know you ain't drank that much. Right. Um, no, I haven't. So... The wife's hu- the wife basically the husband comes in and he sees his wife in bed with her dad. And they get in the altercation and then the dad stabs him. <laughs> and they're both naked as hell in bed. <laughs> I don't even know what I don't even know what I would be thinking, dude, if I come home, my wife is in bed with her dad butt ass naked. Like, I just I can't fathom the thought of that, dude. Like like, when I first heard the story, I thought that the dude caught his dad with his wife. Now, that seemed more plausible versus a, a, a daughter with her own dad in bed. Man. I just... I, Daddy-daughter day. That, that, literally, <laughs> dude. That's nasty. That's fucked up, though. I just... I couldn't imagine it, man. Like, 
And then you get mad at me and stab me because you're in bed with my wife. I thought you were going to say that the son stabbed the father-in-law. Which should have happened. Like, man, with the father-in-law stuff, like, how dare you interrupt me when I'm trying to get this nut with my daughter? Like, how dare you? Dude, that is the grossest shit ever. And that, just, and that just made it sound even more gross. Like, I didn't even, like... The, trying to smash my daughter, you going to come in here fucking yelling and shit, banging pots and pans, talking about you going to put it on Vine. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Stab you, nigga. Dude, I just couldn't imagine it, dog. I just could not fucking imagine that shit. Like, like you, you marry this woman, and you know, shit happens. People cheat. You know, if they're gonna do what they do, but then you sleep with your dad. Like, that's I, that's worse than the the story of the 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 mother who slept with both her son in laws. Like, yeah, it's. I wonder if you can. I wonder if he could kind of. If he missed this, or if he kind of caught this vibe, because like, okay, so if a daughter is fucking her dad, obviously they got some kind of like relationship that's different. <laughs> and if you married this you, person, you got damn right it's different. Very. If you married this person, that means you've been around her and her father together. Do you think? Like, do you wonder if he caught this vibe? Like. Was he looking like, damn, she's mad friendly with her dad. Like, like, but like do, you, do they kiss on the mouth casually? Like, do you, like, like, do you, you, you just chalk it as just a great mo- uh, uh, daughter and father relationship. But, like, what do you, I mean, do you see flirt? Like, what do you see? I, that's what I feel like. I feel like he had to have seen that, but, like, kind of dismissed it on, like, the idea of, like, nah, I can't be right. They can't be fucking around with each other. Blah, blah, blah. But I feel like. There's no way that they can be fucking each other and not be kind of like interacting with each other in a way where you can kind of tell that there might be, you you at least suspect that there might be something going on more than that. Like, I, I wonder if he kind of saw a connection between them that seemed a little odd, but kind of dismissed it. Like, oh, no, that can't be happening. Oh, no, that can't be happening. Or like he see like, his wife come down in like a sexy ass outfit and shit, and then catch the dad like looking like, like damn, right, like looking like shit. Now hit that shit, or the dad even say something to him like shit. You better hit like, that because if you I, don't hit it, I will. I find like, it, like, <laughs> I find like it that. hard to even like up, up until this actual story. I would have found it damn near impossible to sexualize uh, a a a woman's relationship with her dad. Like, even if they were, like, the coolers of cool, it's just their relationship. It's not, you know, it's a strictly father-daughter right. relationship. That's what makes me wonder if he caught something, that, like, if he noticed shit but just dismissed it just automatically. Like, nah, that's impossible. No, nah, that's not happening. Or, don't even think about it. Just see it and then don't even register it. Like, whatever. He just don't even notice. But then he finds out that they're fucking after the fact and then looks and, like, shit, there was all them times where, I, like, he, like, he looks back and sees, like, Instances where he should have noticed that there was something going on. Like, damn, there was that one time where he kind of like felt on her thigh. Like, you know, something, something like that where you kind of miss it and you're like, that's eh, no, not going on. Or you don't think nothing of it. Like, he do it as like a pat. Like, oh, yeah, and you just touch your thigh or something. You just like, no, that's no, kind of weird. Yeah, but it's like, but you never, you just don't never think that. Yeah, though. you never think that. So you kind of dismiss it. I feel like after he found out that that was happening, I bet you he thought of, like a good ten times where he was like, 
I should have seen this coming. I always knew that relationship seemed a little weird. So what do you do? Do you think that's a, a relationship that can recover? Nope. <laughs> yeah, ain't no ain't no 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 court in and nowhere that can be like, you know what, maybe y'all should just, you know, reconsider. Like there this there should be no question for uh a divorce. Like there should be no process. You know, you should be able to get your divorce papers, get that shit fixed, signed, done, and it's over. Like there's no reason to have any kind of like prolonged other than that initial court date. Like there's nothing else other than, you know, I don't know. Who who are you more disgusted with, the daughter or the father? Not who are you madder at because you only married to the daughter. So generally speaking, you probably will be more mad at the daughter because she's also cheating on you. But which like is there one that you think is more disgusting? Where you like, oh man, like I think you just I think that's tough. I think I mean I guess the easy route to be is like you could be equally disgusted, but I think you gotta I think you gotta be disgusted at the dad. Like to even think that his that he could even have any kind of sexual thought towards his daughter. Like, I'm pissed off at her. I don't wanna talk to her ever again. But I think I'm probably more disgusted with the dad. I mean, there's levels to this shit. I'm being disgusted, but I think you got to be disgusted with him more. It doesn't take away your disgust for her, but I think you got to be disgusted with him, man. Like, dude, it's your fucking kid. Like, like what the fuck? And I'm so curious. I don't know why, but I'm really curious if they were black or white. Like, I am too. Like, it I gotta matters. know. Yeah, it matters. It, 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 it. I guess it shouldn't, but it matters. He's kind of curious. Like, if it's, like, black people, you're like, ah, oh, fuck. And if it's white people, you like, figures. <laughs> like, like, it's like, ah, oh, eh. Yeah, yeah and then I can't really tell. Like they said, it happened in Pontiac, but the dude, the, the dad is from Detroit. I don't know. It's like, I, yeah, I I don't know. That shit's just gross as fuck. I just can't, can't fathom. Ugh. I bet there was some dead ass red flags though. Like I would be, I, man. I hope that dude would do an interview or something to talk about this shit. Like, it, I mean, that's one of those things that you go on Maury and shit, and you like, well, you know, we've been, I've been keeping a secret from you, and he <laughs> say, all right, bring out the 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 person. And you see her fucking dad come out and shit. And everybody's like, oh, oh. <laughs> or then, even worse, the reverse. You and Maury. And and her and your fucking father in law is on there like I got a confession to bring to you. <laughs> I got a confession for you. Like what? What are you talking about? What you got a confession for you? My father in law. What's going on? Well, you know. At that point, you think there's nothing he can confess. Right. To you. What, what can like, he confess to? I barred your lawnmower and broke the blade. <laughs> right. Like I'm sorry. That's like, what you thinking like <laughs> like that time you asked me for uh, a well done steak. I gave you a fucking medium rare and, and, and you kind of slept on it because you was drunk. Yeah. Like yeah. you not even think about it. He's like, yeah. So I, uh, I gave you I gave you cheap beer. My bad. Right. No, yeah, you I, like. I said I was giving you good liquor, but I gave you well drinks. Yeah, like I gave like, you, you one, really, I gave you one of my bottom barrel cigars. Like yeah. I didn't really give you a cohiba. It was really just right. Some it, it was really just some shit I made myself. But then you say, and then he, he bring out your wife. Yeah. I be smashing. <laughs> I think you can get away with temporary insanity if you fucking blasted both of their ass. I think ass. so too. Like, cause that's just unfathomable. Like that the thought, dude. Like, I don't know, man. I, I just, I couldn't see my. 
Ugh. That's gross. That's nasty. I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to fucking say. There's nothing you can say, man. You just gotta, you just gotta just wonder, go. like, what's up with these people? I feel like that's some white shit. I'm sorry. I do, man. I, I can't, I, I just do. But that, speaking of that, though, didn't, wasn't Morgan Freeman fucking one of his granddaughters or some shit? Like a, a Step granddaughter or some uh, shit. I don't know step nothing. I thought it was, no, I thought granddaughters. It was a, I thought it was a step. I thought I heard step something. Either way, it's still fucked up. Right, either way, it's still fucked up. But yeah, I yeah yeah. I don't know. Yeah, moving moving right along, I guess. So moving forward, I was thinking we could. I don't want to say get serious, but get a little bit more. Uh, mm, not so joking around. We'll see if some jokes fly off though. But um we have reached a point where I'm I'm getting married next week and everything's seeming kind of real and shit like it's really about to go down. And I was thinking that maybe you could have like a little portion of the podcast where you give like marriage advice. And maybe also we could get people to um Submit questions and comments on the SoundCloud and to the Twitter with their own marriage advice. Like, what advice do y'all have for me as far as marriage goes? Cause Am I giving you advice now or are we waiting? Both. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I'm like, like I, I think that for most of the people that I know at this point in my life, a vast, the vast majority of my friends are married. Like, all, almost all of my groomsmen are married. Like everyone's pretty much married that I know at this point. And I'm like the last horse to cross the finish line. And I have pretty much been in a relationship for like the past 10 years for the most part. But I ain't never been married. And it's a different dynamic. So I was, I was thinking it would be a good time to have like a little portion of the podcast where we talk about marriage and like what it's like, what to expect, do or do not do type shit. You know, stuff like that. And I figure you can give an interesting perspective, and I can give my thoughts on what I anticipate. Shit like that. Have like a little marriage portion. All right. And so see what happens. So where you want to start? Mm-hmm. I guess the main, the best place to start would be what would be the number one piece of advice you would give to somebody who's married. And granted, you ain't been married that long, but. Been in a relationship. You're right. Yeah. You. Yeah. So, I. I think. I think that the biggest. The biggest thing in a relationship, whether you're married, or uh, you, you know, you're. You're just, you know, you have a significant other. I think honest communication is probably the best thing that can happen in a relationship. Open, honest transparent communication like i i know so many people who have so many people who's married and they have marital issues and it may be other things involved but the biggest thing has been communication like i don't know i can't really stress it enough how just talking through shit like not just arguing for the sake of arguing but you know coming up with a resolve and you know expressing expressing you know your your likes expressing your dislikes shit like that because 
the, I think the things that hurt the relationship is the things that are that aren't said, that aren't communicated. That's for me. I know that's the biggest thing that we go through. It's just being able to commu- communicate and so forth. Because I mean, shit. I mean, we've had blowups. I I remember the. I think it was New Year's Day. We had the probably the biggest blow up we've had as a couple. Period. And I was just like, man, of all days. Did you, did you push her? Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you put your hands on her? <laughs> no, I didn't. Did she put um, her hands on you? But, but, you know, actually, it was the total opposite. It was like. You got your ass beat? No, no, no. As far as <laughs> touching, it, were, it was like. She wanted. I forget exactly the detail. Detail's not important. But instead of me coming home to talk about it and resolve it, I said. I'll just give her her space for the day. And I just hung out for the rest of the day. And it was just the opposite of what she wanted. But she didn't communicate that to me. So it was a whole bunch of non-communication. It was the fact that I didn't come home during the day to figure it out. It was the fact that she didn't communicate that I should come home so we could talk about it. And I came home like 10, 11 o'clock that, that, that night. And it was That's just it? like, yeah, I went out too late. It's um, not that late. I wasn't out, but I was gone from like noon or some shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, actually, it was early in that because I ended up meeting some friends for like uh, uh, m- uh, Bloody Marys and shit, and then I just stand out going shooting pool, and I was just like, yeah, you know what? I think it's time. I think I, I think no, I think she finally messaged me was like, so you're just gonna stay away all day, and I'm like, okay, let me just go home. <laughs> <laughs> I get home and we had this huge blow up, and I and then you know. It was like, I hate going to bed fucking mad. And it was like... That's the worst. Yeah, dude. Because, like, I'm not... I'm not laying in bed next to somebody. And I know it's tension. Because I've done that, you know, in past relationships where I'm like, fuck it. I go to sleep. If we stay in each other's house or some shit like that, I just go to sleep and wake up. But it was like... One, you really can't sleep. I know when I... It was something I know it needs to be said. But, I, you know, we can't get to the point of actually saying who's going to bring it up. Right. You know, it's just like... You just sitting there, just wondering what the fuck you used to say or whatever. Or, so, but yeah, I, I definitely communication, man. It's uh, it's definitely my my. I think my the huge the huge thing in a relationship. You gotta you gotta have that. I um I think another one is is don't plan on winning every argument. Like. Lose some arguments for the sake of. I think that's just a part of compromise. I guess I guess compromise would be the second one. Or yeah, compromise really. But as far as like arguments, things of that nature, sometimes you just gotta take an L for the sake of the relationship. Like yeah. fuck it. It's it's not worth it. Like I don't I think I think you have people who who always wanna be right. That shit's never gonna work out. Never gonna work out. Even if I'm right and and this this may May this may uh, contradict some way some ways of communication, but even if I'm right and I know it's not going to be a it's not going to better the the situation, I'll concede and say if it's nothing major and be like cool. If it's some shit about you know I don't know leaving some food out or you know something you know that's not that major, I'd be like fuck it, you know I'll yeah. take this L. Yeah, there's a lot of times where you kind of just gotta you just kind of. Except you just got to accept the fact that you getting your point across 
is not as important as keeping the household sane. Right, right. And, and like that's something that I I've learned a lot because I'm kind of like I mean, you're not new to this whole relationship. Yeah, thing, no, I'm not. So. I'm not new new to relationships at all. So I'm like I might be new to getting married, but I'm not new to being in a long term relationship. You've probably been in relationships longer than I have. So. So I've been in a relationship consistently for the past 10 years. So I I, I kind of know how to deal with uh, conflict in a relationship. And there's a lot of times where you just kind of got to make that determination on whether or not this is something worth arguing. Because there's a lot of times where you might feel a way about something you want to get your point across, but it's not really worth uh, it's not worth making it a greater situation. And you got to find a balance between knowing when to just take that L and knowing when, like you said earlier, to do the communication. Like, so if if the communication... Basically, the way I look at it is like, if it's some shit that's going to keep you up at night, where you had that situation where both of y'all going to sleep mad and neither person really knows or wants to really talk about it, that's when you need to talk about it. If it's something where you can let it go and just be like, oh, well, I'm just going to take this L and everybody's cool after the fact, then take that L. That's a hard L to learn to take, though. It is. But it's hard only until you don't do it. And then it turns into a thing when it didn't have to be a thing. And, like, I guess for me it's a little bit easier because I don't like arguing or being angry because which actually conflicts with my general personality because I'm mad as fuck all the time. Everything pisses me off. But because of that, I don't want to be angry if I don't have to. So like shit that pisses me off like uh like shitty drivers or or people who <coughs> who me. do things that piss me off like don't wash their hands after they piss or you know shit like that. Those small things that irk me that I don't really have no control over the fact that they irk me. If I have to live my life interacting with people and people generally do shit that annoys me. I know that it's in my best interest to avoid dealing with anger when I don't have to. So it's like I could feel like I'm quote unquote right in a situation and present my case and and debate or quote unquote argue. But if it's a situation where I can just let it go and not have to deal with the argument, then that's that's better off. So like it's it's a it's a delicate balance, but it's one that you learn to know like this is a situation that's not worth arguing about and it's more it's more trouble than it's worth. So I, I, I I've learned that I guess the hard way because I'm kind of a person who does like to make sure that I get my point across. And I've learned that a lot of times getting my point across isn't worth it because I might be like, hey, I got my point across. But when you arguing or something like that, you might get your point across and you might put it out there flawlessly. You might articulate it great. But it don't matter because a woman might not necessarily operate in that way. They're not going to necessarily be like, oh, that was a good point. You're right. They're going to operate in the sense of like you, you yelling at me or you going off on me is only making me sad it's only hurting me and they don't care about whether or not your your point is valid they care about the fact that now you're mad and now it's upsetting them so it's like why bother so it's like just take that l and not even don't it, it, 
it's almost wrong to say take that L because it's not even necessarily an L. It's just you saying like, I'm not going to put my significant other in a situation where they're going to be even more upset for something that's not even that important. Like, I don't know, like, like you said, something like taking the trash out or something dumb like that, you know, some dumb shit. It's like, you know, just fucking take the trash out. Just take that L, even if, you know, it's not, I don't want to say your turn to take out the trash, but you know, if it's something like that, you know, just, you know, just, just roll with the punches, man. It's, it's, yeah. It's funny. Like today, perfect example of just, I could have started a huge argument about some shit, but I was like, yeah, I'm, I let it go. Fuck it. Because I was telling you when you got here, the days I go to school are the days that I generally don't make dinner. Like we, we arsenate who, who makes dinner during the week. And I kind of say, well, I'm in school five to seven. And then most of the days of school, I go to school early. So unless you want to eat at eight o'clock, nine o'clock, you shouldn't depend on me for food, but I'll do it if you want. So today was part of the day to make dinner. And she, she messaged me like five minutes before I got out of class. Like, Hey, I'm about to go to the store, but if you want to make your own food, you can. And I almost felt like it was a trap. <laughs> like you can't wait till I get back. Or I'm thinking like, you know, I get out of school at six, seven. I'm fucking hungry. Like, but I'm like, okay, you work a full day. I get it. So I just came home and fucking made it. And at the point of me, like, she came in the house and I was still making the food. And I almost wanted to say something then, but I was like, you know what? It's not worth it. Like, let's just, I'm going to make this finish this food. And we're right, have a, why have an argument over some shit like that? It's not even worth it. Yeah, so I think compromise communication. Compromise communication is probably my top ones. Yeah, communication is so big because, like, and I, I, I keep this motto in my life in general because I always say, like, if you aren't upfront with me about how you feel about a situation, there's no way the shit can be fixed. And we both benefit from the honesty. So, like, if you put it in, like, the workplace, for instance, if I fuck up something in the workplace, if you don't tell me that I fucked that up, granted, you got to put it in a nice way. Don't be like, hey, bitch, you fucked up. Right. Then you have a problem. But if you say like, "Hey, this is how this is supposed to be done. You did it this way, so next time, keep in mind, do it this way to be easier." Now it's a learning opportunity for me. Now I realize like, okay, and I'm never gonna make that mistake again, and that helps me grow. And so I always tell people when I talk to leaders, and I've talked to people very high up in the company because I don't really have any qualms about. A lot of people are nervous about that kind of thing, but I don't really care about that because I look at they just people just like me. So, and I feel like it doesn't benefit anybody to bullshit the other person. So I tell them all the time when I meet with leaders or people high up at a company, I tell them like, I'm going to be straight up with you. And all I ask is that you be straight up with me because it's only going to benefit us. Like if you bullshit me, I'm going to know that you're bullshitting me. And then now we got a fucked up relationship. And if you, but if you honest with me and you tell me this is what's really going on, this is what you need to do. This is what you did right. This is what you did wrong then I can do that or I cannot do that. And everything's copacetic. We good. Like everything will work out. I can learn and you can, you can learn. You can like, if I'm honest with you, we can both be straight up with each other and we're good. So I don't like being bullshitted. So I, I carry that mentality into relationships as well, because if we have a situation where again, if it's, if, if it's a situation where we're both going to bed upset, nothing, bene- there's no benefit from that. There's none at all. Nope. But if we 
flat out have the discussion. Yeah, the discussion might be uncomfortable, but at the end of that discussion, we know what's really going on. We can really work on fixing it, and everything can be smooth. Instead of, like, not sleeping all night because you mad, and you're thinking about all the shit that you should be saying, but you're not. Like, it's, it's, it's fucked up. Yeah, I think that was one of my biggest, the biggest issues I had is bringing up conversations that would potentially be uncomfortable for her and make her feel some sort of way about it. But I've learned that those conversations have to happen, you know, sometimes. You know, I don't think, it, you don't have to put your mate on blast every time, you know what I'm saying? But to be able to, to if if the resolution is going to be contingent on you, being honest and if they have going to have to feel some kind of way about it as long as you communicate that well and that person that your your mate or whatever can take it you know you communicate where it's is is it's received well i guess that's what i'm saying they need to be able to take it because that's that's how that's how you grow so like let's take the most awkward situation right so take some sex shit right so say you're the woman and say the guy is not pleasing you sexually. What's better to avoid the awkward conversation and continue having whack sex or to say, you know what? It might be better if you did this because I really like when you do that. And then the guy can be like, oh, really? I know that. And then he starts doing that thing and now the sex is better. So, yeah, you had a weird conversation where it's kind of like, where generally the gist of the conversation is, this aspect of your sex is whack. That's the, like the general conversation. But you word it right, saying, I like this. How about you do this instead of, well, not even how about you do this instead of whatever. How about you do this, because I like this. And the guy can be like, if he's receptive, he can be like, yeah, you know, I can do that. And now you're having more pleasurable sex, and all you had was like a, a brief awkward conversation which was far less awkward because you worded it well didn't you have a, a, a you saw a, a story or somebody talking about if the person had whack sex did you deal with them or oh yeah I saw a thing on Twitter that said like if you were with a dude who was perfect in every other way but the sex was less than mediocre would you stay with him and it was like mad women was like nah fuck that nah 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 fuck that fuck that I ain't doing that shit and there was like three women who were like, eh, you know, I'll, I'll work with them because sex is and everything or I'll tell them what I like and I'll like, we can work on it. Like basically like we can work together on improving it. And then like there was like the three women that said that. And then there was like the 433 women who were like, fuck that shit. I need a big dick nigga who's going to fucking split my pussy open. Ah, I don't know. I think, see, I think sex, shit. I think sex is one of those things when you can like work on with your mate, like. If they're not doing something a certain way, you know, by it that takes a person being receptive. If a person really think they're doing it, doing it well, and they're not, and they're not gonna take the suggestions on changing it to please, but like I don't get. There's no re, there's no real purpose of having sex with somebody if they don't like the shit, and you not and you won't adjust to get them to like the shit. And why not? Because it's like really. Especially if you're getting married to the person and you want to be with them for the long haul, like you know why not? Do, I mean, you can't be selfish because the thing is, it's gonna help, but you're not gonna have a lot of fucking sex. There's so many, there's like so few ways in which sex is irreparable. Like, you can't repair it. Like, you can, if you're a guy and you're just not fucking your girl right at all, and, she, and she's not pleased whatsoever, 
she can, unless you got like, what they call like a micro penis or some shit like that. As long as you ain't got that, there's probably something they can tell you to do that they like. Like, you don't necessarily have to deal with whack ass sex. You can be like, hey, I'll, if you go down on me and do this, I really dig that. And you could teach, you could walk the dude through it. Like, you could pretty much say, like, this is what I like and this is how you do it. And it's the same thing for a guy. Like, if the girl is whack with giving head and you think it's whack, you could say, like, you should be able to. It's an awkward conversation, but it's better than, like, living the whole rest of your lives together with whack ass head. Nah, you could say, like, hey, do this. You know, I like it. I like it if you do this. And if she's a woman who's who wants to please you, she'll she have no problem. Unless you say something crazy. Like, yeah, I like it when you fucking put your foot hole, foot in my ass. <laughs> then that might be weird. But, like, if it's just something like, hey, I like it when you lick my balls. You'll never do that. Then if she really want to please you, she'd be cool with that. You know? And now everything's everything's good because you was honest with it. And she was receptive to it. If you're in a situation where, like, you don't want to have that conversation, you don't want to be honest, now... She's giving you whack ass head, not enjoying it, and you taking whack ass head, not enjoying it. Now everybody's unhappy. Yeah, uh, I bet Kellen texted me about to stop by. Um, bet I couldn't soon. Uh, yeah. Okay. I bet you continue talk. I I lost track. Oh, I thought you about to say something. But yeah, like I, uh, yeah, communication I think is a big a big deal. Like I, I'm a big proponent of like just getting it out there and working it out. Like, I don't like going to bed angry, and I definitely don't like having shit that I want to say and not saying it. Like, I, I feel like I just need to say it. The only time I, I will have something to say and not say it, say it is in the aforementioned situation where it's like saying it is going to cause more problems than it's worth. But something with, like, like sex or something like that, that's never more trouble than it's worth. Because that's something that's important in a relationship. So it's it's worth saying it. But if some shit about fucking, like, leaving the bread out or some dumb shit like that. Like, if I left the bread out or something and she's like, I hate when you leave the bread out. I'd rather have it in the fridge or, I don't know, some shit like that. Fucking put the bread in the fridge. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? I remember I had it. Put it in the fridge and not argue. I had a, I had an ex who, uh... Like... Before we were together, or side whatever. Note, side note: I don't like cold ketchup, like condiments, like ketchup and mustard and shit like that. I don't like cold ketchup. I'd rather it should be room temperature. I'm either or. I could take either one. It I really- can. I don't mind it. I just prefer room temperature. I don't like putting cold condiments on hot food. But if she's like, I want the I want the ketchup in the fridge. I'm not gonna have an argument over fucking ketchup. Like it's like it's not worth ar- like I don't want to argue over fucking ketchup. So if it's important to you to have it in the fridge, I'll fucking, fucking put it in the fridge. Who cares? Like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna eat a fucking bomb-ass hot dog or hamburger off the grill because the ketchup cold. Like, I'm going to fucking eat it. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you good. That was I've never had that argument. So that's not like a rant against my fiance. Like, we argue over, like, hot and cold ketchup. No. Nah, I, I thought that was a good example. I had. Yeah, we <laughs> we keep ours in the refrigerator. But, you know, if you want to come over and have ketchup, we just set it out for you. You know, Right. I won't care. <laughs> You would never, ever, 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 ever him over grilled shit. Like if it's some shit like some microwave shit, like you just threw some nuggets in a microwave and you got cold ass ketchup, I'd be like, man, I wish it was warm ketchup. But I ain't going to 
over some shit that was cooked on a grill, like over charcoal and shit like that. Man, you could put. I don't give a fuck what's on that, dog. I'm gonna eat that shit. Like I don't care. I'll eat it with nothing on it before I complain about some fucking cold ketchup. You ain't gonna catch no complaints out of me over grill food over charcoal. Nah, nigga. <laughs> hey, as long as it ain't grape jelly, I don't give a fuck what it is. Fuck you, grape jelly, grape. So I had, uh, I, I had took my mom. I had grabbed Coney breakfast and had took breakfast to my mom. We we was uh, eating, and I was pissed because I forgot to tell him I wanted mixed jelly. <laughs> Racist. And you know, <laughs> and I was like, you know, I was telling her, I was like, you know, I was like, I can't eat grape jelly because that's all we had as a kid, and she just bust out laughing because she's like, yeah, I know. Cause she don't like fucking grape jelly anymore either. Like you know, she said she made her own mix. She had she didn't get mixed jelly from the place, so she ended up mixing strawberry and grape to make <laughs> her own mixed jelly or some shit. But yeah, I can't fuck with that shit. But the grape jelly is great. Though. Well, what I, I got say- grape jelly packets in my desk at work, just in case I come across a situation where I, I order food from a place and they fucking give me strawberry jelly. Bitch, fuck strawberry jelly. I want grape jelly on I don't my. Know fucking how we toes. even do a podcast? Because how the fuck that. did you? Yeah, you I, said you ate it all the time as a kid, so you know grape jelly is good. I ate, it, you don't I like ate it, it now. I ate it as a necessity because I had to. That was Shit. all we had. I didn't know better. And then when I started getting all these other fucking awesome flavors of jelly, shit. Grape jelly's great. That shit's terrible. It's awesome. Um, Terribly awesome. What was he even going to say? Uh, threw me off. Oh, so I had this ex. And before we like got into like an actual relationship, you know what I'm saying, we had had sex and things were good and then it was like once we got a relationship it was like she was just totally turned off like she didn't enjoy sex no more hmm. but then it was like I wrestled like is it just I'm fucking up she doesn't like my sex or is it just she doesn't done the fuck with it in general and it that fucked me for a long time and I was so I was young I was like early 20s so I didn't really have the the I guess the mindset or the like, let's talk about it. Like what's, what am I doing wrong? What do you don't like? Shit like that. But that shit fucked me for a long time. A long fucking time. The ego is fucking was crushed. So what happened? Did you ever find out? No. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, I thought there was going to be a resolution. No, no the resolution was we broke up. That was the resolution. <laughs> <laughs> I lost a good puff. That was a res- laugh. But, I it had was, a good puff of cigar on that, and I lost it all <laughs> laughing. Like, I might as well not even puffed on it. But it was really like, yeah, I guess it's just not going Well, the relationship just kind of went downhill. I, and I think I'm like, man, if I can't get at sex with you, like, what the fuck? We may not even, might, might as well not even be together. That that wasn't totally the reason we broke up. We broke up just because it was just, the chemistry was done. Like, it was just fucked up. As far as that goes, I do have a... I guess a hypothesis on that. And I, it doesn't work in your situation because the situation's kind of flipped. But in my experience on multiple occasions, I've noticed that women will do will do more when they're trying to win you than they do once they got you. Like you can get a chick who will seem like straight nympho when you meet her. And then when you got her, she turned it down. Or be like, yeah, I don't, I don't really like doing that that much, or uh, I don't know. I, you know, I had, so that, I had that I think conversation. What might have happened in that in your situation was that whatever the sex issue was, since you don't know, but let's just say for the sake of argument that she thought your sex was whack. 
it wasn't necessarily let it was good and then you became whack. She might have never was really feeling it. But she when was she was trying to get with cause, you when the shit right. was new, she was just all into it because it was new. Like, there's something about new pussy, or I guess for women, new dick, that makes that like makes the shit bigger than it is. And then once you get used to it and the person's not new anymore and they become comfortable around you, like, if it's, like, somebody who, like, this your new nigga and, like, y'all fucking the car and then, like, are y'all, like, uh, you know, like, do, like, random, like, off-the-wall shit because it's new and you just met each other and it's, it's crazy. But then all of a sudden you the nigga that just, like, now you sit around in your drawers in a beater and farting and shit, eating chicken nuggets, watching football and shit. And you're like, why you don't want to fuck me like you did back then? Like, nigga, you gross now. Like, right, like your right, shit right. wasn't that great all to begin with. It was more about the the excitement of the situation as opposed to the actual fucking. So, like, I think that might be what it is. Like, like when you first meet somebody and the sex is new, it's like it's it might not be literally good sex, but it's good in the sense of being new and being exciting. And then once it's not exciting no more, then you notice that the sex itself ain't all that great. And then you kind of like fall back on your libido and shit like that. I, mean, I remember making that joke and conversation with my wife before we were married. Like, like don't let me give you this ring and then you close up shop. Like, that shit can't happen. Like, let's, <laughs> let's just figure that shit out right now. You know, because I've heard so many stories of, of, of people that I know. They get married, and then the sex just drops off tremendously. I'm like, we can't be in that relationship. That's not, I mean, it, I, on the, I guess the, the priorities of a relationship is communication and sex. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, you, you can't just not, you know, like, no, we can't just, no, no. You know, being perfectly honest about that sort of thing, too, like, when it comes to, um, I don't want to say less of a desire for sex, but like the whole idea of like the shit falling off once you get married. I think that there's a lot of uh, misconceptions about what, about the dynamic of that situation. So like if you got um, a couple who's been together for a long time, right. And they get married and they don't fuck as much no more. And then you go like, say you go online, you go on Twitter and you see mad people talking about, Oh yeah, I ain't never too tired to fuck. I'm gonna do this that. You got mad people who want to build up this idea of like I want to fuck all the time. I want to fuck all the time. But in the reality of life, when you are somebody like I, when I see that, I automatically think that person don't get no pussy. Yeah, because if you fucking if you got pussy that you can get regularly or dick that you can get regularly, whatever, you never really had no reason to be pressed for it. So like. I saw somebody tweet once that, like, they're never too tired to fuck or something like that. Like, like I saw it was like, are, do you you get, uh, do you, uh, are you too tired to have sex or something like that? And they'd be like, no, I ain't. That's a, it's a, such a macho bullshit. I just want to no, play. No, I'm it. never too tired to fuck. Nigga, if you're wanna, never I'm, too tired to fuck, you must be a fucking virgin who don't never get no fucking pussy. Because I'd be too tired to fuck. I just want to play that clip of that, uh, uh why are you lying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why the fuck you lying? <laughs> like, nigga, like, like, if you are never too tired to fuck, then pussy must not come your way very often. Because, like, it's, it, man, I, I cannot I can tell stress you, I can, enough that there is a... Because I'd be, like, actually... Do you remember, there was a, I think it was Chris Rock or Kevin Hart 
made a joke about like no I think it was Dave Chappelle I don't know one of them three made a, made a joke it might have been Cat Williams no it was Cat Williams actually I ran off four people sure it was did. Cat Williams made a joke about making life, life decisions at the fucking gas pump talking about like gas is so expensive now you'd be like did I eat today like right, can right, I afford right. to put all this gas in my car and I kind of relate that to sex sometimes because like it'd be times I'd be making that decision like do I feel like putting all this physical effort in the fucking where I could, where I could just be like <laughs> I had a long ass day and just go to sleep because I'm tired as fuck like you think about that dog you be taking man, that shit into consideration I would, and I, it ain't about like not wanting to fuck this is about like that I'm tired as fuck you that's a decision dog like I gotta put like I gotta at least if you actually are gonna fuck like if you're the type of nigga to just lay on your back and just get fucked and it's different but if you actually gonna try to please your woman and you gotta you wanna do foreplay, you wanna do oral, you wanna do like whatever, you wanna actually make it a thing, like you bit it up in your head like I gotta do all this shit. <laughs> like, or I can just go to sleep and do it in the morning or I do swear, it tomorrow dude, night. I swear and I think movies give like the the worst representation of sex and how it happens and things of that nature. Like, it seems like in movies, everybody is just... The worst, <laughs> worst well, perception yeah, of that, that shit. too. But it's like... Okay, so, for instance, I, I, I've been many a times I've been on the podcast, and I'd be texting my wife some old freak shit. I get in the house... You be sitting over here talking to me, texting your... Fucking sexting your wife and shit? Hey, I hope you do, too. Um, <laughs> I have. <laughs> and I get in the house, I'm like, all right, I smell like smoke. I need to take a shower. Take a shower. Oh, I'm kind of hungry. I grab something to eat. I get in bed and pass the fuck out. And then some of the days I get in, I get in bed and I'm like, damn, she sleep like a motherfucker. Like I really gotta wake her up for this shit. Right. Yeah, and then it's man. like, is she really gonna be in? Is she be like, come on, just. And then, hey, the worst thing for me is like, I don't ever want to be getting man. She would just be like, all right, let's just do this. Just come on, just do it. Like you ain't even really into it. Like right, fuck yeah. that. I'm just gonna go to sleep, man. Let's just go sleep. You know, so it's like that problem's even worse for me because at least you can go right in. I have to come come over to here. So like, if I'm doing that and I'm texting, I'm thinking like, yeah, this is gonna pop off or whatever. When I get home, by the time I get home, she's sleep, dog. Like I get home, it's like one o'clock in the morning. I'll be shit. like, am I really gonna wake her up? Like I feel like an asshole. Like I'm gonna wake her up just to fuck. Like, like come on, man. Like I like I like go do that, dog. And I'm yeah. tired of shit. I gotta get. I'm thinking like I gotta like you weigh your options. Like I gotta get up at six. I got to get up at 7. It's 1 o'clock right now. She already sleep. And it's like, what What are you doing that for? To fucking please the Twitter people who aren't in your bedroom? Like, that's not the reality of life. Nah. Like, life actually it's is been different than, like, I just want to fuck all it's the It's funny. Time. It's been many days that we've both been, like, we down. You know what I'm saying? As soon as we get home. We both get home. We both lay down, like, all right. You cool if we don't? Because I'm cool if we don't. But if you are, we good. I, I mean, I'm good. I, you know. But if not, okay. I will say that I will never turn it down. Like, no matter how tired I am, no matter how long of a day I've had, no matter how badly I want to sleep, I will never turn it down. But I won't pursue it in that same situation. Like, I might just be like, uh, I'm not going to like go out of my way to pursue it. Uh, yeah, I've definitely turned it down. I've definitely been like, I can't, I'm tired. Or I'd be, or I'd be, or it'd be like, all right, give me 20 minutes. 
And then I'm fall asleep and I'm done for the rest. She wake up in the morning. <laughs> wake up in the morning. She like give me twenty minutes. Like like, like I gotta, gotta build up your to, health bars. Right. Like. You know I I gotta you know get I gotta get there. Let me just Let me give me these super get, super Mario mushrooms. Give, give me a second. Like I gotta I gotta you know. And then I just fall the fuck to sleep. Like I've never turned it down. Like I, I there was one time a long long time ago, and I still didn't turn it down. But I was lightweight mad about it. And this wasn't with my current my current fiance. But like it was a really long time ago and I was like I was sick. Literally sick. Like dog ass sick. And I was just like, you know I'm sick. Why are you trying to do this right now? Like all I wanna do is like guzzle Nyquil and sleep. And I'm like, I'm half sleep on Nyquil. And I still did it anyway, but I was just like I felt like I almost felt like you so selfish. Like why can't you just why can't you just let me recover? I'm, I, I and that's I, the close I've ever been to turn it down. and I still didn't do I it. I remember having an ex, and she was like she wasn't feeling good, maybe sick or so. I don't know what the fuck. And I was like, you ain't got to do nothing. Just you could just lay there. You ain't got to do nothing. You ain't got to turn over. You ain't you know I'm gonna make it as easy as possible. And then I and then I remember thinking about it after the fact. Like man, that was some fucked up shit. Like that was some real fucked up shit. Like I really just made you just like do like she was sick well, as fuck. Well, like she had like a head cold or something. But the like, reality, I was is- like, I ain't trying to fuck with your head today. Like <laughs> <laughs> like we cool. Like you know but, we down here. But the reality of the situation is that, that like. That's just how life is, man. Like, you, you, everything, it doesn't always have to be a big thing. Like, it doesn't always have to be a long, drawn-out make-out session, foreplay, intercourse, cuddling. Like, it doesn't always have to be, like, a yeah, long, drawn-out thing. Sometimes it's just Sometimes fucking. it could just be, a like, a flat-out fucking 35-second <laughs> quickie. I'm giving you the best three <laughs> like, minutes of my life. <laughs> like, a quick-ass quickie. Like and then you good like it's like and that's like that's just the reality of life. It doesn't always have to be like a long drawn out romantic ass thing. So I mean I'm not really, I'm not really I don't feel no way about you doing that because I'm like that's like I'm sure the same thing is happening in the reverse where it's like kind of like eh, yeah I don't really feel like I mean, it and then I, she might the woman might be like yeah let me just I don't, I don't the same thing can happen to you like you ain't got to do shit just lay on your back I'm gonna do this and then. I, I will good. say that, uh, and I think me, I'm I'm certain me and my wife have a pretty healthy sex, sexual relationship, and it's not every day, and it's not multiple times, and shit. I mean, it's healthy enough that when we want it, we do it, and if not, it's cool. So I don't know. I mean, like I said, I see people online who, and I, and and I think these are people who haven't had much sex. And life, and they say, you know, we doing it every fucking day. Like, no, you, no, you're not. That's complete bullshit. You may have a good streak, but you ain't doing it every fucking day. Like, and I don't really, really see a benefit to doing it every day, because then it starts to become a chore. Because you might have situations where you just don't feel like doing it every day, and you don't have to do it every day. That doesn't validate your relationship. Do it every day. Like, it's not like you do it every day, so that somehow makes you more sexually healthy than the average couple. Like, there's nothing. There's no benefits or no pros or or any kind of validation that comes from doing it every day. So the people who do that are either one lying or two forcing it for no reason other than to brag about doing, doing it every, it every day. day. Right. So it's like there's nothing really that comes from that. 
And I feel like you could hop up on Twitter, not you personally, but one could hop up on Twitter and be like, hey, I don't fuck every day. Or I don't, sometimes I'm too tired to fuck. And people be like, oh shit, there's something wrong with you, you must be gay. Like, you know, like, wilding out of shit, like, and the irony of that is, like, I feel like you must be, like, a fucking virgin or something. Like, who don't get no fucking pussy that you got to come up on here on Twitter and be like, yeah, I fuck all the time, every day. I always, I'm always horny. I always want to fuck. Like, man, shit. Whatever your life is like, dog, your life must be trash. Well, the thing is, life gets in the way. It does. That's what I said. Your life must be trash if you... People got if you, jobs. People in school. People doing all kind of shit. And, and I just don't see... I just don't see you having like people got great, kids, great, like, right, great yeah. sex, oh. and you're like doing it every fucking day. Like, if you're having really good sex, I feel that you're like you're putting in like work for it, and every day, multiple times a day or some shit. Nah, niggas got to get up and becomes nigga, a chore. Niggas like got to get up and do shit. Like, you yeah, know, that's a, that's a fucking chore at that point. So nah, it it's not. A I don't think half hour thing, dog. I'm like, not that it's, hour, it's, not that it's impossible, but that shit. I I don't think that shit. It's happening. not impossible, but it's just not necessary. That doesn't validate your sex life to do it every day. I think to doesn't. have a healthy sex a uh, uh, sex life with your mate is that whenever y'all do have it, y'all are enjoying it, and that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. You do it because you want to, and you enjoy it. That's it. That's all it boils down to. If that's once a week, hey, that's once a week. And it doesn't have to be anything more than that. Especially since because you can connect with your partner without having sex. Like, you can have sex once a week, and then the other six days, you do whatever together. You fucking go to a movie, or you, you know, whatever the fuck you might be doing. Like, you don't have to connect with your partner. Well, I could be laying there butt-ass naked. As long as y'all happy, fuck it. Right. But, yeah, the whole everyday thing, I don't think that shit's Well, real. laying around butt-ass naked, that's... It kind of pushes to that. <laughs> There's unless no you way, just yeah. Unless you're just dead, <laughs> dead dog-ass tired and you're just like, you know what, fuck it, we just go chill. But If, yeah. if she laying around butt-ass naked, that's like a, a sign that she wants it. You're going to try. If she's, just, right, if she's just putting it out there like she wanted, then you, you at that point, there's kind of an obligation. So, like, if I'm, t- if I'm dog-ass tired and she's just laying around naked, then I'm like, okay, well, clearly, <laughs> clearly this is being requested of me, so... Let me just go ahead and do this. You just, you know, you just bump my leg with your thigh. Like, all right, well, that that was the sign. Then, yeah, if, if it's requested, then that's different. But you ain't gotta force it. That's ridiculous. Nah, I don't, I don't even think that's even a great relationship when you gotta force sex with your mate. I, 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 I just you gotta be like, you know, you know, you we talk about you know things that you know you, you know, compatibility with your mate, but you have to be like attracted to your mate. You gotta be, you know, wanted your mate has to want you to want to do it and shit like that. Would you like so would you do it like with your like how risky would you do with your shit? Like like say like okay, say for this didn't you you just came back from Ohio, right? Yeah. Family reunion shit. Would you like smash your wife at like a fucking like Yes. But right. go ahead. Cool. Um, <laughs> what you finna say? I I'm about to say some like some like family type shit. Like we're at the family reunion, we're all at a house, but the bathroom is available. Like or, or like some weird shit. Like where you know, like one of y'all parents is like within the vicinity. Because like at your home, like it's just y'all. But like if you know, like your parents are like. Well, it's funny because like, I think we, something weird. Like, like that. when we go down there, we stay with one of her cousins in the guest in the guest bedroom. 
And I think initially when we went there, we was a little like, you know, somebody going to try to like knock on the door or any of this shit. And I'm thinking like, man, we grown. Fuck this shit. We fucking like, <laughs> that's going to happen. Like, unless it's just some odd situation where we can't like, you know. I don't feel weird fucking in somebody else's guest room, though. Well, I'll say you. I'm like. I'll say, well, if it's me, you're just going to get over it. And just, I'm not going to say I, I wouldn't do it, but I would feel weird like. I don't know their, I don't know their protocol for their sheets. Like, what if they're just assuming like, you just slept in there. My thing is, you need to wash some sheets even if we slept in there. I don't want to be sleeping on the next motherfucker who. So, as far as your hygiene, as far as what you wash at your house, I would suggest that my her cousins wash their sheets because we definitely did at the house. (laughs) (laughs) So, my suggestion is definitely wash your sheets. Definitely. I hope they listen to the podcast. They would know. Like, let me watch. Let me make sure we wash these sheets. I'll hold it just for wash them, just cause. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you should wash them in general. If somebody was just sleeping in your bed, you should wash them in general. If a married couple is sleeping in your bed, yeah, you want to fucking wash. I think you just. I think. I think you should go on the assumption that it happened versus it didn't happen. That's the safe. Safe, the safe to play, yeah. Like if I had a married couple come out and I had a guest room, I, I'm definitely pulling them bitches off and watching. Right, spraying bleach everywhere. Right, right. Shit. Yeah, I'm definitely. Uh, <laughs> they might be coming on the walls. Like, definitely watching. Fuck. I'm going with the blue light and shit. Like, right. yeah, I'm definitely watching this shit. So, I don't know, man. I I think you know healthy healthy sex relationship with your mate is like key as well. You know, you know, even with you know communication and all that shit. It just got to happen, but for motherfuckers who claim, like I say, I don't think it's impossible, but I just don't, I don't see it every I day. I see that a lot lately. Like, dudes like, I'll fuck her, I'll fuck her every day, dog. That was mad. I'll fuck her every day. Like, I don't care. I'll just do this, dog. Like, like, what is your life like? That shit ain't happening. Because my life is, I might have just, my life in general, especially like early in the week, my life starts at 6 a.m., Waking up, getting Michael ready, taking him to school, all the fucking 20 miles away, coming back downtown, going to work, working 10, 12 hours, like, or, and then possibly having to go pick him up for my mom, bring him back downtown. Like, I have days that span, like, fucking 16 hours and shit. Like, so when the day is over, when I put him to bed, it's like, okay, I have seven hours left to sleep and that's it am I really gonna be like let me knock off an extra 30-60 minutes fucking like when I can not and then knock it out you know do the fucking shit like tomorrow or the next day or whatever like it's just not practical to think that you can actually do that every day and if you have an actual regular ass life like if you don't have a regular ass life then maybe you can but and even then, if you fuck somebody, like, all the time, is that really even necessary? Like, do you really feel like you have to do that all them days, every day? Nope. For no reason? Like, just not for no reason, but just just because... I feel like the reason is just because... So you can hop up on Twitter and be like, I fuck every day. Yeah, I think the spontaneous shit is, like, some of the best shit, too. It but. is. It is. And I feel like women like that more. Than like an orchestrated ass, like every day on schedule ass shit. I feel like that's even not as not as fulfilling as like the spontaneous shit. Then like, hey, we just woke up. 
or hey, it's it's random ass middle of the day and nobody's around, you know, shit like that. Like that's way better to me, and that's healthier than fucking like doing it naturally in exciting situations than forcing it in customary situations. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't. I, don't, I, I just don't see good sex coming out of just forcing it and shit just because. You just feel like you're you're entitled. Let's just have it. Let's just do it now. Nah, that's just it's 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 unrealistic, I think, and it's not gonna last. And especially if it ain't good, it's just not gonna last, like at all. Have you ever had a situation where you had to coach a girl? Do this, do that. Yeah. But it's kind of hard, man. When you, it, it's hard to the, the whole the whole coaching thing when. <clears throat> They feel that they're doing it good already and shit. Mm-hmm. And so like, what was the situation? What was the what was the, the coaching? Um, you have to say who it was. Just oh, I, I t- no, <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. Uh, I think it was a situation years ago where a chick was just giving. So head. the situation where at blah right, blah right. on Twitter though. <laughs> like, no, uh, chick was like you know giving head and it wasn't like. It wasn't great, so we're trying to, you know, tell her to, like, loosen up. Or, what was you know, wrong with it? It wasn't, like, stimulating. Like, it was just too hard. But like, why? It, like, was it, like, too much hands or, like, uh, like. I think it was more of, like, not enough, like, I think it was, I don't know, something like not enough lube or not enough spit or, you know what I'm saying? Just, like, it wasn't, it, it, it was to the point of not. It was uncomfortable, <laughs> you know. Like so, you got to be doing a struggle job if head is uncomfortable. I think you could really you could fuck up head. You, you can, I, but I, I think you can. You got to be, you got to be pretty rough to fuck that up. I think you can Especially fuck if up. the mouth is naturally lubricated. <laughs> like, so if that shit is like really fucking like, eh, it's got to be like you doing that shit by the numbers. Like you read a book, like. Two seconds down, two seconds up, two seconds down. <laughs> like this shit gotta be like, but like, like yeah, you know, you're military. Or you thinking like, you know, the, the person I did before it worked on them. You know, what I'm saying, let me just try that, and they're like, no, Yo, that's that's a very important slept on aspect of sex is realizing that what you did with one person might not work on another. What up, though, Kellen? Chair over there. Hey, <laughs> chair over there, nigga. <laughs> We are still recording, but we're we gonna wrap up oh. soon. But we, we no, no, you good? No, you good? We talking about fucking? So, oh, I mean, yeah. you can hop on in, hop in on the conversation. That's uh, with uh, oh, thank you, sir. Yeah, that's great. Set that down. But oh. uh, what are you saying? Oh, but yeah. Uh, oh man, I need want some pop too because I ain't had no popping liquor since I've been drinking it. Oh yeah, um, you didn't. Um, yeah, I think that's a that's a that's probably a terrible assumption that. What works on one person is going to work on another person. Yeah, that's that's a horrible assumption. And I think you benefit working on the opposite of that. Yeah. I mean, you got to work on, on seeing what works on that person. I mean, you can't go start just watching porn and shit and then just think that shit is going to work for everybody and shit. Cause and general, not- that shit don't work. Like... The shit that being porn, dog, that shit is just for porn, guys, like, it, to well, watch. It, well, I think it's for both, but I think, you know, porn shit is, is, is for the camera. 
I mean, yeah, you ever right. notice how That's you know a dude is in porn? A dude is, you know, he's like sticking some chick, and he's like sticking from like the side so the camera could get in. Like that's not like that's not like real, real intimate sex. It's not like you pulling out to for something else to see and shit. You're like you're fucking for for stimulation from you, stimulation of her. You know what I mean? So it's like that shit is. You can't base porn on on real sex for the for the most part. It can give you the basics, but uh, yeah, you can't really base your life on that. That, like you said, that shit is for that shit is for visual. It's not for actual function. Cause you, it'll be shit that you'll see in a porno, and that shit be looking like dope as fuck visually, and then you try to do it, and it's just like no, it's like this is not this is not functionally appropriate. I'm pretty like sure most porn, I'm pretty sure most porn sex isn't like meant for like real intimate folks. Like that shit ain't. I mean, granted, some of it is, but I don't think a lot of it isn't. So, and like you said, it, it different strokes with different folks. Like literally different strokes. Crazy. Like yeah, like it, you can't come with the same game with every person. Though, like every shit don't work for some of shit don't work for some people that work for others. Yeah, I mean, I think when you get to the point where you're going to be with this person for a very long time, and you know, case in point, marriage, you're gonna you you have to. I mean, I don't I, I don't even say marriage. I think just in general, if you have a sexual partner, you have to cater sex to that person. Right. Period. Like you can't be, you know, you can't think of the last person to say, well, I mean, it's possible that the shit that you're thinking for the last person could work. Right, and if yeah. you luck up and it does work, cool. Bet. But when it doesn't, you can't keep forcing, like, maybe they're just going to like it if I keep doing this shit. Nah, you got to do some other shit, so. You got to try other shit, and you got to communicate with that person. And like I said, it's weird conversation, but, like, better to have a short, weird 30-second conversation to find out what that person likes and then have good sex than to not have that conversation and you just trying to pound out doing whatever, like, shit that you did that worked for somebody else that don't work for this person. Like, you, you gotta... The goal has to be to please the other person. So, and the only way you can know that is if you ask them or if they tell you. The only way you... The only way that don't work out is if whatever you were doing before works for that person. And that goes all back to communication. Exactly. Goes all the way back to communication. And that starts with the... The other person too. Like if you if you a girl and and whatever this dude is doing ain't working for you, you gotta find a way to have that conversation. Like, and those conversations can be awkward because I think you know I don't think it a lot can be, I, but it don't, don't have to be. I don't think a lot of people are. I don't think a lot of people are used to that. So what do you like? Or especially during like it's it during you're just you're you're so you're into it and shit. So it's not the conversation is usually like. Probably minimum, mostly. But the, you don't do it during, <clears throat> though. You do it, like, before or after the fact. Especially after. Like, be like, you know, if you're the person who who felt like the sex was subpar, you can be like, so next time, why don't we try this? And that's perfectly, like, there's no offense there. It doesn't come off like, I thought the shit was whack last time. It just comes off like, hey, let's do this. And that person can know, like, okay, this is something they like, so let's do it. And if you're the person who who wants to try something different, 
you can say like, what do you think about me doing this? What do you think about me doing that? And it doesn't come off like I thought it was whack or I thought this was bad. It just comes off like, okay, so how this is how I think it would be dope. How about we try this? And that's way better than dealing with like mediocre ass sex and not saying shit. You know like, what, I, uh, what I found to be a, a I don't know, a, 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 for lack of better terms, speak I up a little bit. That. Speak up a little bit, or <laughs> move toward one of our mics. Uh, I'm a, yeah. Uh, to going back, I found that, like you see a mic after, was a good time to bring that up, and uh, a lot of what I, for me, what has always worked, was this one simple question: How was it? And she'd be like, it was terrible, it was terrible, whatever. Okay, now what can I do to make it better? And likewise, you know, for for the lady. And I don't I don't think uh I don't know, I think it's ladies to have like uh it seems like to have an easier time expressing what's you know good or bad versus fellas. I don't know what, what it is. I guess cause we normally gonna get ours anyway. For the most it part. Is, it, it is it's easier for us. Like that that's a big factor of it too, is that we're far easier to please. So like I wouldn't say how was it just because one that like that puts you in a situation that puts her in a situation where she could be like where she feels like if it was whack, she don't really know how to say it was whack without without seeming good. So what I would do is say like is there anything that I can do that you like? Or is there anything that I didn't do that you do like? Something like that. So that way she could be like, so say like, say like if you use a specific position or like say you didn't give head or whatever, you could be like, um, so is there something that I, that you like that I didn't do? And that's way easier for them. Because okay. if you say, did you, did, how was it? There might be, they might be awkward, like, because if they think, like, it wasn't that good, they could be like, okay, how do I say it wasn't that good? But if you say, is there something that I didn't do that I could have done that you liked, then they could be like, true. then do, hey, I like this. And now you're in a position where now you, you can do that thing. And now it's not an awkward conversation no more. True. So I think that's, like, the best bet to help save, one, your feelings and asking, and two, her feelings and having to convey possible dissatisfaction without portraying it as dissatisfaction portraying it as in like do this as opposed to I didn't like this you know what I'm saying statistically speaking though and this is just the kind of person I am alright so so statistically speaking you you, what having sex with a person after they say what three dates so Mm -hmm. for me three dates okay yeah I like you obviously we here to this point but if you say the sex is whack, okay, well, oh well. I mean, either I can choose to try to be like, all right, well, what can I do next time? Or if I was just trying to smash in the first place and I really don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's on. true. <laughs> like you're not gonna make that. You're not gonna make that leap for somebody who is possibly right. just like a one night. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let me. Uh... How do you feel? Like, what can I do to please you? Like, bitch, I'm trying to smash this night. Like, we done. Like, this is it. Yeah. You ain't gonna ask a one-nighter uh, how you can uh, improve. Right. 
or what you can do to please them. It's like, hey, I got my nut. I'm out. <laughs> Have a good one. I got mine. Hope you got yours. I left you a Denny's coupon on the dresser. <laughs> you give a fist pump, a fist bump, a high five. I got my out. Fist bump and explosion. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was a bump. <laughs> She don't give, if, if, she, if she just give you the fist pump without the explosion, it wasn't good, then. Like, <laughs> you like, like the explosion? You weren't cool with the explosion? Like, nigga, that shit was a fucking flicker on the lights. That wasn't an explosion. That was a light bulb that was about to die. Right, it was, just, it, it was a brownout. Like, <laughs> like, not literally, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, it on uh, What Up Those Sex Education, I guess. Uh, anything else? I got nothing. If y'all got some sex tips, I mean, not not sex tips. If y'all want some sex advice uh, from me and Otis, we are, I'm sure we're more than willing to convey some uh, advice to y'all. If y'all are not pleasing your significant other and you want us to, to help you out, to walk you through fucking your, your significant other, we can do that. I'm down with that. You you down? I'm, I'm sure you're yeah, down with it. Uh, I'm sure you're down with coaching. We have a, we have a Mr. Knock Boots. Uh, <laughs> that was up for next time and uh, go from there. Yeah, I mean, we, got, I, we should do that. Like, have, like, an episode where, like, people write in, like, like asking about sex tips and shit like that. Are we giving advice on sex and shit? Like, we some fucking, like, experts and shit? I mean, you might not be. I am. But, yeah, like, no, I'm saying. <laughs> like, not have a, have a little thing where we just, like, give sex I'm, advice, especially if it's unwarranted. I'm like, nobody asks. We just, like, hey, I'm, here's what you do. I'll be married to your thesis on that. That's good. <laughs> So yeah, we 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 we're, we're figuring out the format of how we're gonna do that for the for the next one. So, but uh, my sex is trash. Don't listen to me. Yeah, you'll be unsatisfied. Well, happy marriage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> happy fucking marriage. <laughs> happy marriage. I'm gonna get mine. You may or may not get yours. <sighs> well, I do. We continue, <laughs> continue drinking the bullshit and uh, thanks for listening to the sixty. Third episode. Yo, yo, yo! Before we close out, though, so this is this is it for me for the next couple of weeks. So, um, if you are interested in being on the podcast, you might want to hit up Otis. He might want to keep the shit going while I'm going. Uh, so just, you might want to. I just may fake fuck all y'all and just uh, break for three weeks. No, that okay. that's a possibility too. Or. Or you could do it by yourself, like do a just an Otis what up though, and just I've heard I think it's weird, but like who knows you might be able to, you might be able to pull it off. I know of podcasts where it's just one person. They just really? yeah. What, what podcast is that? Uh, Bill Burr, he's a comedian that I like. His podcast is just him, and it's just him talking. Like it, that might be something you could try. Might do. I mean, who knows? You might you might get drunk one night. Sit down in front of the computer and be like, you know what? I'm this Let me record some shit, dog. Just like you might, it might be like a like a hour long Otis rant or Otis like thoughts from your brain, whatever. You could do that. You could have somebody else on to replace me. You could take take time off, whatever. But I could say for with 100 percent certainty, this is the last you're gonna hear from me. On a podcast until October seventh. Yeah, October. Wow. Yeah, October. October sixth is Wednesday. 
I believe, or a seventh is Wednesday. Whatever day is the Wednesday, sixth, no, it's seventh. The seventh is a Wednesday. Um, I will be back to record on the seventh. I think that's right. Yeah, fourth is a Sunday, fifth Monday, sixth Tuesday, seventh Wednesday. So I'll be back to record on the seventh. So you probably won't hear from me until October eighth. Uh, so this is it for me in this time period. I'm gonna be getting married. And I'm going to be on my honeymoon. And when you hear from me again, I'm going to be a, a married man with... I'm going to have a whole lot of stories to tell. It's going to be it's going to be a very... It's going to be a very eventful couple of weeks. So this that October 8th podcast is going to, is going to be some shit to talk about on that podcast. But this is the last one for me for the next few weeks. So brace yourselves for no episodes or episodes that are different and we figure that out so we uh the best way to con- uh communicate is basically uh, twitter you could hit us up at our whatever the podcast um you're not picking up or or uh <laughs> you could hit me up and blame otis or you can message our facebook page whatever the podcast or oh, you can message mike actually yeah, um until until next week, and then after that, um, I mean, you can mess with me. I'm sure they have Wi-Fi in my in my honeymoon location that I'm not going to dive a in the podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, just hit uh, uh, all all our avenues. Just uh, message all of us and uh, all of us message both of us on any <laughs> any of our uh, our avenues, and you know we have some some. I'm not gonna take no breaks. We're gonna have some good podcasts. So. All right, yeah. So yeah, so we're gonna, gonna have some what up though podcasts in my absence. I just won't be there. So we, and, we'll uh, figure some shit out. Also, I do plan on also kicking off a different podcast when I come back that's going to be based upon um, comic book TV shows. I mentioned it before. Um, I have a a loose idea of what the name of it is going to be with my friend Bria. We're going to do this podcast. She was on the Game of Thrones podcast that I posted a little while ago. That was a special edition. What up, though? It was me, her, and my fiance. So we're going to have... Me and her are going to do a podcast that's going to probably pop off the day after I come back for this one. So if um, so, I come back on the I come back to record this one on the seventh. I might record with her on the eighth. So there might be back to back podcasts with uh, her with me and Otis on one, and then me and her on the next one. And um, all coming through the one of those streams. So. Well, no, no, no. Mine's gonna be different. Are you the make, one I'm gonna do with the doing a whole new. Uh, yeah, the one I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a whole new SoundCloud with a whole new feed and all that shit. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's gonna be Fancy. strictly uh, comic book TV shows slash movies, and possibly other TV shows that aren't comic book shit. But um, that's mm-hmm. in the works. I'm gonna promote that over the course of the next couple weeks, and that should drop on October 9th, I want to say. So, eighth. October 8th will be me back on this one. And then October 9th, I might be dropping some new shit. So, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, that's all the new shit. And uh, I guess we're all done. All right, well, cool. Well, we'll I'll see y'all next week. And um, he'll see y'all sometime in October. <laughs> yeah, peace. All right. Uh, I guess peace. Wait, because I can find a stop. Oh, yeah, peace. <laughs>